you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind. So you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. The Around the NFL podcast destroys families on the tennis court. From the Chris Wessling podcast studio, it's Around the NFL. I'm Dan Hansis. I got heroes. I always do, but <laughs> this one's this is a special. Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal, already out of his chair. Pen drop in his fancy, shiny Japanese suit. And to my right, he is the conscience of NFL Network. He is the great Steve Weish. What's up, buddy? I love when you say that because I'm like, you know, there's a bad conscience and a good conscience. <laughs> you, know, you give me a lot of You latitude. know what I think. You're you the guiding of light <laughs> of editorial matters, and um, you're an important figure at the company, and we're happy to have you back. It's been too long. I, it has been too long. I'm, I'm glad to be here. I love the conversations that we have because you guys are so brilliant, man. This is good stuff. Well, that's strong. Wow, that's you are. That's <laughs> smart. Trust me, you guys work. No man, look when I listen to your podcast. I mean, you guys, some of the ways you guys approach things are so unique, man. And I think that's why this podcast is so mm-hmm. good. Do you oh, have a favorite among the three of us? Why do yes. you always go Mark. there? What I I I'm curious to to, to know say to Mark, find out. He needs it. Yes. Yeah. Be honest. I'll just say yes. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it always does feel good to have Steve on because it. I, I feel like having Steve on. It's like. It's validating. It's like we are really part of this company. Oh. You say he's con- the content <laughs> right. of the NFL. He's like the centerpiece here. And so if he's on our show, it's like we're legit. We're Why are real. you wearing your suit jacket right now, Greg? Because uh, we uh, did <laughs> so NFL. It's a bit of a weird it's, move. it's not. We did NFL Now. I did NFL Now today right before the show, and then I ate lunch. And there was so no did more Steve time. Weish, he took the off guiding the jacket. light of NFL Network? He took off. The- I don't think this shirt can like carry carry it on its own. I don't. It's just <laughs> a basic oh, bad It's a nice shirt. suit, Greg. Okay, quarterback. We got to go up tempo here. <laughs> Uh, uh, Steve, (laughs) by the way, in addition to being all over NFL Network, you will be on the call for the HBCU Football Hall of Fame Classic uh, on NFL Network on Sunday, 4 p.m. Eastern. Winston-Salem State University versus Central State, the Marauders. Marauders, Division II action. With Bucky, right? With Bucky, Charles Davis, and Cameron Wolf. It'll be the third edition of the uh, Black College Football Hall of Fame Classic. 
I think the first time where it's featured two Division II schools, so and one of them being the local school, mm. Central State of Ohio, one of the few HBCUs north of the Mason-Dixon line. Mm. So it'll be good, you know, two programs trying to get back footing after you know having some great years in the past. Central State giving us guys like Hugh Douglas and Eric Williams, and mm. Winston-Salem giving us a Mark Sessler favorite, Yancey Thigpen. Oh, uh, yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know so if he was a Sessler favorite, but. He was in my world. I knew him. I mean, so you're doing play-by-play. You've been grinding You're living on these. Mark's dreams. He's, he wanted to be Bob Costas as a kid, and now you are there. You are I, did, I wanted to be Jack Buck. Growing up in St. Louis, I wanted oh. to be Jack Buck. And so I, awesome. I really got into this. Um, all right. So check that out. We got a good show today. Great show, perhaps. I mean, we don't know. It could suck. No, TBD. Yeah, we'll find out in like 50 minutes. Uh, we're going to do our season predictions. Now, that's fun. You know, you know, you know, that's fish in a barrel. That's fun because football is almost here. The preseason, get out of my life. He gone. Here comes regular season football a week from tomorrow. Bills, Rams across the street, and then a full slate of Sunday action and Monday Night Football. How exciting. So we're going to do our predictions for the new season. But before that, let's get caught up on a bunch of news as cutdowns go down. It's time for your boy. Joining some heroes. Steve Rush. Yeah, we know he's the concert. Steve Rush. Wow. Steve Rush. On the ATN podcast. I love it. That was hot. That was kind of like you know a little bit of uh, you know movie theme with techno, right? Well, now that people should know, long t- and who was that, by the way? Rory McGregor. Thank you. Excellent right on, job. Rory. Longtime listeners, you may remember when Steve was on the show. I don't know during a Corona. Year ago, during Corona, eighteen I think months. Was, yeah, I said, hey. Give us some Steve Weiss song submissions. And then we kind of sat on it. And Steve uh, wasn't on the show for a while. He was on the network show, but not on the podcast. But guess what? The the inbox was filled with gold. (laughs) Yeah, Thanks, Rory. So uh, we'll give you a little more taste of some submissions for the Steve. Yes. That one came on May 30th, 2021. Okay. How about that? Two days. Uh, Play another one. Play one more before we get to the Here we go. Respect to Rory, that's my leader that's in the clubhouse. You know, that was sultry. You know, with, with, with DB and Jamaican, you know, a lot of reggae music. That's going what on. I mean. Yeah, that had no yeah. Yeah. The silver hair, it was to the point. And I'm not I think sure. We, uh, I don't know about the salary uh, <laughs> thing. Not but, sure who was on the vocals there, but submitted by Jonathan Verbetten. All right, so we did. I remember there were some guardrails. Uh, get in that Steve's the conscience. Get in that he's a man to be respected. Give it a little reggae flair. I remember was in there, was if, in there. I, if I recall. It, yeah. Anyway, we'll hear, hear some more at the end of the show. But let's get to the news. See the listeners; they never let us. Know. And Rory gets ten thousand American dollars for that for winning that contest too. from you. I thought that from was you very generous. I'll pay, I'll pay him directly you, yeah. from uh, from my savings account. Hit your Venmo. Let's start uh, with some news that went down on Monday that the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo almost impossibly are staying in business together. Uh, Ian Rappaport reported that the Niners restructured Garoppolo's deal. He'll be a free agent at the end of the season. Uh, so there's some 
reporting out there that Garoppolo was, you know, shrewd in how he timed his shoulder surgery, and, and we can get into that. But let's first hear: Is this who is this from? We're talking Kyle Shanahan. This or, is John Lynch. John Lynch, the general manager of the 49ers. Kyle and I just started floating the idea uh, probably a month ago. You know, what if we kept them here in a backup capacity? And, um, you know, at some point we shared that with Jimmy. It was important for Kyle to let Trey know that, you know, that that may be a possibility. Mm, Saucy. So, Steve, uh, A, are you surprised? How surprised were you by this? And B, how much pressure do you think this puts on a young Trey Lance that Jimmy G is going to be in this building? I was surprised by this because, I mean, I know they wanted to trade him. I mean, they already had made up their minds that they're moving on to Trey Lance. But then, of course, the shoulder surgery came, really took him off the market. Jimmy would have been gone months ago if he didn't have that shoulder surgery. So you get to this point, I'm thinking he's going to be cut. Right, let's go ahead and cut our – so the fact that they did this, they made it a tradable contract. Now, the fact they gave Jimmy a no-trade clause is very intriguing to me. Um, but basically, he's saying, you know, hey, if a guy gets hurt down and, you know, some team, non-competitive team, I don't want to go there – but I think this is more for a tradable contract if something happens, if there's a there's an injury a little bit later on. They do have the luxury, and I will call it that, of having him as a backup quarterback. But yes, this could be potentially awkward. No matter what we say about, hey, they're sticking with Trey, they're sticking with Trey, Jimmy Garoppolo is one of the most liked guys in the NFL by his teammates, by people in the building. You said on NFL now that he was one of the best humans he you've is. ever covered he, in he, your life. He is, a, he, is, he is a fantastic dude. I love the guy, right? He has that effect on everyone, though. He treats everybody like, you know, they're they're special. Like, hey, really happy to see you. He'll, he would come in here and say, Greg, that's that sport coat you have on is A1. <laughs> He'd right. be right. He would, but, is but that, just, is that gives, fabric he, Japanese? It gives me those eyes and forget it. It's I'm, over, I'm right? Melting. Beautiful. But, but I mean, <laughs> just the fact of Trey Lance, he's going to have growing pains. The guy has two starts, right? He's going to have growing pains. There will be calls for the media if they hit a two or three game losing streak. Should we go ahead and make the move? This could cost him the season if Kyle waits. You know, will his stubbornness? Kyle has got to stick with, and I think this is a legitimate comparison, same club. He has got to stick with Trey Lance the way that Jim Harbaugh stuck with Colin Kaepernick when they moved on from Alex Smith. Remember, Alex Smith got hurt, Cap stepped in, Alex Smith came back healthy, and Harbaugh was like, we are riding with Kaepernick. They rode him deep into the playoffs. Yeah, but Cap balled out. And I mean, Well, who's to say Trey Lance won't? I mean, but that's he, the thing. I think it's a no-brainer if he balls out, but if he – it struggles and he goes through some kind of a roller coaster of what's he really loses his rookie three season. Straight games at any point, like and Jimmy you said. G sitting yeah. on the bench, it's going to become a big story at the very it's, least. It, it, it has to. It's it's a very unique situation. We have not seen this happen very much. I mean, it's the same thing where you know Andy Reid went with Mahomes over Alex Smith, and Mahomes had growing pains. Right? He's got to stay committed to this, otherwise. It be, could become awkward, especially – remember, guys, George Kittle will come to press conferences with Jimmy G on a T-shirt. When the players in that locker room know, this guy's not a bad player. He knows what we're doing. Well, he's so popular and it, and is so um, part of the culture there that they were afraid to let him practice with his own teammates. That's – like, the process to get here was totally bizarre. They – uh, either misunderstood his market or misled the media at various points or just didn't know how this was going to play out and were surprised by it all. But it's I can't come up with another example in NFL history where a guy was not allowed to have the playbook 
or play with his friends. They said, go to another field. Well, you can't play with your friends over here. Go over there. You can't really practice with us. Well, oh, we're going to keep you in bubble wrap. So they didn't expect any of this, and that's all awkward. And then I, I say all that just to get to the point that, like, well, this makes them better. It totally makes sense from a football right. sense. I don't think you should act scared and be worried that it's like putting more pressure. Or the media is going to talk about it. Like it does make you better. I can't think it of a coach. It was up to Jimmy G, right? I can't think of a coach that cares less what the media um, thinks about the whole no, journey to get here. Well, Kyle Shanahan, just to me, he's going to go do what he wants. And it, Trey Lance has thrown 389 passes since high school. And the Niners, over the last five years of Shanahan's reign, have lost 30 starts to quarterback injuries. And that just wrecked them a couple of those seasons. They weren't the team they were. This is a win-now team. And I think the idea of going into the season with a green behind, like a, a wet behind the ears, Trey Lance, you don't know what he's going to be, to Dan's point. He could be great. But if he's not, they have a great security. This is a win-now team. They, they, they don't have time to spend three years developing a quarterback. They think they're a Super Bowl team. And I think this, for them, is the best possible solution. It does, if, if it's not too awkward for Trey Doesn't it feel Lance. like good news for the 49ers and their fans? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe not such good news for Trey Lance. But if he's a real-deal guy, he won't crumble from this. It will just... Drive him even more to kick ass. And Shanahan said he was happy that Jimmy G was there, that he loves having Jimmy G there. That was one part of it where actually I I believe that, that if they have that strong a relationship and Jimmy G's been a great teammate to him, and from what you said, that's the type of dude he is. I don't think that's going to bother Trey Lance. It's just going to bother him if he's he's struggling. It was ultimately up to Jimmy G. Jimmy G could have just said, no, I'd rather go elsewhere. But he kind of probably – you know, realized that this was his best chance for success and, and, and money. They kind of they, right. they made it very difficult for him to make his fair value because they held on to him this whole time. Well, that contract changes if he starts. It right. goes up a lot. It, it, it goes up, and again, it, it makes it tradable, right? It makes it a tradable contract. Let's say Kirk Cousins gets hurt up in he Minnesota. Yep. Okay, they can trade for him, right? He can go there and, and, and get things rolling right away. But also, to your point, Mark, when you talked about they've had all these – Games lost to quarterback injury. Who's been the quarterback who's been injured most of that time? Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Okay, the durability issues. John Lynch came out before they made the trade for Trey Lance. Like, we have got to get a very good backup quarterback because we know they Jimmy Garoppolo. They gave Nate Sudfeld $2 million right. guaranteed. He didn't even make the team. Yeah, because they knew so they Jimmy Garoppolo yeah, was so injury prone. So that's why they're like, we have, we cannot keep on rolling the dice and getting Jimmy for 11 out of 17 games. And one last point. If you think, if you're a team that has to get a quarterback on the fly, we already have proof that Jimmy G could hit the ground running. Yeah. He went 5-0, and oh, I believe, when he got traded from New England to San Francisco. Well, I, will, I will tell you one thing to, yes. to, to your point, that, Steve. About That's not how final points work as we yeah, transition, last, but go well, ahead. Well, I, I can think of people yeah. on the show that add right. final points on final points probably right. 40 go times ahead. a show. Uh, so I will just say that Wes and I one time at the scouting combine Ended up ha- like seeing uh, Jimmy Garoppolo at the airport, and we recognized him. When I think of back then, a lot of people wouldn't, but you're just spending all week watching him. Humble back. C- well, I, I guess it's part of our job, but like he could not have been nicer, a, a wonderful dude. Wonderful and then dude. we saw him back in L.A. when we got off the airport. He's like, "What are you two still doing, hanging around?" It's like he could. I just was like, "I like this guy from the start." He, he you're could, like, "That's how planes work." Like if you're on the, the <laughs> well, front that end, is you're going to be getting that, after back. Right. We were on the same flight as you, sir. It's a good anecdote. What? I liked it. it I'm not anecdote. saying it was a killer anecdote, but it backs up what Steve said that he, he right away, he struck me as a, a, a nice human being. Wonderful guy. I wish you would have actually, your anecdote was countering what Steve said and like oh. he was like a prick to you well, at the airport. Well, I, I would add that. That would have been great. I would add that Wes and I, 
um, on that plane, we don't need to go a lot deeper, might not have been the most um, oh, easy it was people. Oh, Yes. Yeah, so I, if anything, he was very accepting of our they came um, in, presence. They came back to hot water. The newsroom was hot for these That's two. That's as far as we'll go with that. That was an oral history waiting to happen, that flight oh, for my. you boys. Okay. Uh, let's just say about, we were not the conscience of the NFL, this, so hopefully of NFL Network. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Tredavious White, one of the best cornerbacks in the AFC. He's play, been placed on the reserve pup list. Uh, by the Bills, which means the soonest he can come back is week five against the Steelers. He tore his ACL in week 12 last year. Did they give up that game-tying field goal in the final 12 seconds of the AFC Divisional Playoffs? Travis White is on the field. Maybe, maybe not. You think Plus about the that. three straight touchdowns in the like seven minutes before that. They're probably, yeah. they're probably the moment. Super Bowl champions if he doesn't tear his ACL. Now, that's conjecture. Now, uh, Steve. Smart move, right? Well, obvious, an obvious move. He's not ready. He's not ready. But also, these Bills are planning to play in February. Make sure your stud secondary star is 100%. Yeah, I mean, look at their division, too. I mean, is it going to take 14 wins to win the AFC East? No. 11, I mean, maybe. 11, yeah. maybe. Maybe. So, yeah, get, get him healthy. You hope Kyer Elam, you know, the rookie who they draft, can come in and play. And they've got some other pieces on that defense. You know, if they decide to target that corner, if some team goes after him, you roll coverage that way. I mean, there's things you can do depending on who they play. I mean, week one's going to be a one hell right. of a game. Right, like Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer are the are best studs. safety you know, veteran duo out there, although Poyer's coming off an injury. Right. They're going to have to earn their money, though. I mean, I think it, it was a very significant move to happen because – because of that first game, they, they've got the Dolphins coming up too. The, I think the Ravens are early in the schedule. they got the Titans. Like, that is weirdly one of the worst cornerback groups in the league on paper. Because Elam reportedly didn't have a very good camp. He might split reps with Christian Benford, which is a sixth-round pick. Um, and then you're starting a guy, Dane Jackson, who's also stepping up and has never really been in a role right. opposite him. And you got to go against Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson. That It's a lot to ask. That's all. That's they do, a lot They to do ask. have one weakness now. Like, the Bills almost look so too perfect, and now, like, this is their every, one, every team's one got one, yeah. at least. Their offensive line inside, interior is not great either. They've got... I, I do think they're a little too easily being projected just to be shotgunned into the AFC title ah. game. We will see. Uh, we'll see. Speaking of teams suddenly being uh, projected to be, what did you call it? Slingshot? Fire? fire I don't even remember at this point. Into that was eight seconds the championship game. The Philadelphia Eagles uh, make another move. They acquire defensive back Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and a 2025 seventh-round pick from the Saints in exchange for a 2023rd fifth-round pick and a sixth-round pick in 2024. Uh, Gardner-Johnson, just 24 years old, Greg, answers the final year of his contract. Uh, Saints couldn't get an extension done, so now the Eagles shore up a spot of their defense that needed some shoring up. Seems like a nice move by your boys. I mean, it seems amazing. The Eagles are becoming too trendy, but I don't care. Like, this was perfect. This is They've been looking for a guy like this, a, a safety who can play slot corner. That The reports are that he'll probably play more safety in Philadelphia. But the fact that they got him for nothing is insane. Like, this was terrible business by the Saints. And weirdly, like, all the reporters in New Orleans said, well, they had to deal him. He, he like, you know, wasn't nice to the coaches the last two days. Like, <laughs> I, can you remember a, a player that was, like, a borderline Pro Bowl player? We've been talking about C.D. Deuce as a guy we love since his rookie year. Right. Dynamic. 
um, just being given away out of nowhere without anything too crazy. I blame the Saints for that because either they could have traded him earlier in the offseason, like before free agency, for a second or third round pick, or you just fix the relationship. You have the leverage here. One year of CD Deuce is worth way more than the flotsam and jetsam oh. that they got uh, picks. It was just like a weird like position of weakness, just give a good guy away. You almost never see it, uh, and the Eagles benefited. I mean, it just sounds like the relationship completely broke down, and I, I, I'm with you. Like, Find a way just to make it work for one year, but Dennis Allen said, we think we did what was best for the football team, which I always read as code of, this guy and what's going on with, with him right now, we can't deal with anymore. Supposedly, he wanted to be paid as a safety. They weren't going to get there. Like The contract wasn't going to happen in that, uh, I guess, the last couple of days at practice, like they were, they were, like were, he wasn't speaking with his coaches. So I guess that's a playbook. All you have to do is not speak to your coaches for two days. Your team will give you away, no matter how good you are, for you to get your co- contract. I'm just saying they could have handled it differently. It felt like they got in their feelings and just was like, ah, we want to get rid of this guy. Who cares for what? Yeah, I mean, they could have. They, I mean, they've got some talent back there as well. So That's they what might, they said. They, they're, they're, they feel great about their depth, which, and, I, which I get. And look, and they might say, you know, they might be like the Patriots. Like, okay, so we lose J.C. Jackson. Guess what? Name, there's a whole lot of corners we've developed and let go. So the Saints might be like, there's a whole lot of DBs we've developed, which is true. I mean, Marcus Williams being one of them, that dude's a hell of a player. You know who's gone to Baltimore also gone. now? Yeah. Who's gone? But so they may feel we can develop guys. We added Ty Matthew, so that might just be part of their philosophy. Let's talk about uh, Malik Willis is the number two quarterback on the depth chart. Mike Vrabel announced it, so Ryan T- Tannehill's the starter. Let's hear from Vrabel on that. You know, Malik did some things that were really encouraging that we had talked about. You know, his ability to step up into the pocket, kept his eyes downfield at times. Um, also was able to, to have some explosive gains running, which is exactly what we talked about. Um, the operation was better, uh, but, you know, then there's some things we have to improve. Ryan Tanner, here, let's bring Gravedigger on this, the Titans fan. Gravedigger. Gravedigger. Infinite rope for Ryan Tannehill, right, this year? This season, yeah. I mean. What do you mean infinite? Like. What if they're two and six? If they're two and six, then maybe you see what Malik Willis can do. Really, you don't give him. He's done some things for you. I mean, it could potentially be a 2019 style season where the Tannehill Mariota change happened. But honestly, I don't see that for Malik's rookie well, how year. How would you not get him on the field in certain situations? I would love to I see. Think they a, will. Yeah, my sub I think package they will. for him for sure. I I think Tannehill's earned essentially infinite rope, and I don't think the Titans will be bad enough that they would want to replace him. But I do think Malik Willis's preseason has gotten slept on. That dude was, to me, the most exciting player in the preseason. He did to third stringers, granted, a lot of the times, what he did in whatever Liberty's conferences. Do they even have a conference, Steve? I should know this. I, they, think, they, they're, they, I think they're independent. I don't even you know. You should know that? They're in, they're in like the CAA or something like that. They, yeah. like, he made people look silly. And people are like, well, he's holding on to the ball too long. Like his time to throw improved dramatically in each week. It, by the third week, he was doing what Vrabel would, wanted him to do and get rid of the ball quickly. But oh, by the way, all three of those games, he did stuff that was like, Oh, yeah. my God. Like, I can't wait to see this guy play football. And that's, like, not a guarantee that that's going to happen. Whatever people were excited about his physical gifts, they're extreme. They're amazing. And, like, 
if he, I'll look forward to it if he does play for some reason. They're going to use him. I guarantee it as soon as week one. He's, you know, he's one of these guys who clearly is coachable. He did not play under center from the time he was like seven years old, right? So these are things. He's not the only quarterback that comes out in the draft who's all you know played seven on seven football. Basically, that's what happens now. So he can see the field a little bit differently. He's got to see defenses. You know, back when I was talking to Hugh Freeze, Liberty's coach, about Malik, he's like, teams played very careful defenses because at that level, when you've got a hyper athlete like him, <clears throat> like him, they will play scared defenses as opposed to aggressive defenses. That's not the case in the NFL. So, if he has to get a chance, I mean, I, I think I'm I'm with you, Mark. I think you've got to find ways to get him in, maybe two or three plays a game, just so he can feel it. Because you never know. And and look, Ryan Tannehill, you know, he, he's talked about what that playoff game did to him last year. Right. You know, is he going to be able to fully sustain if things get a little sideways? So I, I think the Titans, with that run game and everything, are going to be in the mix. But I'd love to see, you know, Malik Willis get on the field as well. Like, I get he might not be totally ready, but there's some Josh Allen stuff here. Like, just the physical I, – I think as these quarterbacks keep coming out, they keep being – the best running quarterback just about that we've ever seen because they just keep getting better. And Malik Willis, in terms of his running ability, could be close to that Lamar Jackson level with the arm strength of a Josh Allen. And maybe it'll take a while, like a Josh Allen, to get ready, but the, the gifts are crazy yeah. for a late Well, people thought Lamar pick. Jackson wasn't ready. It was like right. suddenly Joe Flacco looks like a, it's carved out of stone in the, in the, uh, in the pocket it's, there. It's we make exciting. a switch and they're, they're on fire. The, def- the offense looks completely different. Yeah. The one thing I want to say about this is that uh, all, all the buzz around Tennessee when this was happening was about, like, can Malik improve as a passer? And people kept saying things like, well, we knew what he could do with his legs. And to your point, Greg, like, no, you don't know. Just because he does it in college doesn't mean it's going to translate. So I think some of the stuff with the sidearm, like, arm angle to get around defenders and things like that was was really impressive and encouraging for and, Malik's future. And, and lastly, with, with the arms and the legs, this dude is a brick house. I mean, he is built like a middle linebacker. He is a stout guy with incredible balance. So he'll be able to take a little bit of the punishment, you know, and he'll be able to break tackles as well. That's the one thing when I talk to scouts who's coming out, like this dude breaks tackles. That's like, what I mean. You know, I, like a big stud, big thick tail. Like Hurts, like a better, like a even bigger, more dynamic version Hertz. of Hurts. But I think Hurts' running ability ended up being so underrated because it's been so good for him. Another quarterback that took punishment in the last preseason game for the Lions was David Blau. And uh, he peeled himself off the turf every time, stayed in the game. And after Tim Boyle was cut, you thought Blauhard stood up, Mark, and they were excited because it looked like he was going to be Jared Goss' backup. But we learned today that David Blau also cut. And a corresponding move, Nate Sudfeld, was brought on to the Lions. So I think we turn it over to you, Mark, in what I imagine is a very difficult time. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, getting to know David Blau even more than, um, than in the past through Hard Knocks, the person, um, I have struggled. Are you reading off the Blauhards newsletter right now? No, I mean, that's the Blauhards newsletter is actually yeah. in production after the show. I've got oh, to right. go it's to, snail mailed out. It that's is right. snail yeah, yeah, yeah. We mimeograph it. It's yeah. typewritten. Um, it's a weekly <laughs> newsletter. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, it's so bad for the... The thing is, like, every great story has its ups and downs. And I do believe that this is just a down right now for David Blau. He will find his way back on the field, and what a great chapter that will be. It tells they said me they that, want to add him to the practice squad if he doesn't get a job elsewhere. Well, you can do great things on the practice squad potentially, and, and other chaos can strike. But I, it does tell me the Lions, 
you know, I like this about I lo- my one thing about Hard Knocks. And right. We haven't really talked about on the show. Their coaching staff to me is just so fun to watch. I mean, they're just a different type of NFL coaching staff. I think that Dan Campbell is not getting the kind of credit. Um, he just I respond to him as a teacher and a motivator and kind of keeping that frame of that team through all that's gone on, good or bad. And they didn't just shy away from what they needed to do. They didn't fall victim to the hard knock story where it would be nice to keep David Blau. They made a cutthroat decision based on the quarterback position, the backup Ooh, quarterback. cutthroat. Well, I think they just said, you know, we've got these two guys. We're going to upgrade. And if Right, David, they got rid of Tim Boyle too. Right. David Blau is just going to have to prove that there's another chapter. I just wonder but the story is not over, Dave. If uh, the receiver that also got cut, the underdog receiver, the Pimpler, juggler, in, yeah. the yeah. juggler, if he catches that ball for the touchdown, does David Blau still have a are job? They, are, do they both have a job? You know, it's it's yeah, well, that's fair to say too. We and of course, check out the Hard Knocks podcast with me and Colleen Wolf, where we talked about all of this stuff. And in fact, and you mentioned Wes earlier, there was a moment where Jared Goff, by the way, finally showed up in the episode, and he, they catch a conversation between Goff. And Blau talking about practicing without any coaches. They did a non no coaches practice. The players ran the show. And this exchange between Goff, who I think you'll hear first, and Blau did remind me of Chris Wessling. Let's listen in. They're sitting up there in the air conditioning, you know. What's that quote? The man in the arena? It's the doer of the deeds. That's right. <laughs> the credit belongs to the man who is in the arena. That's right. Whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. Not the coaches who are Drinking coffee in the air conditioning right now. <laughs> That's good <laughs> so stuff. Goff had the zinger, but it was the Blau comment that reminded me of Wes. So you'd just be in a random conversation with Chris, and he'd just quote from some book he had read or just off the top of his head with that folksy wisdom that he had. Uh, that did give me a little a Wes vibe. There, is, there was great depth to Chris Wesling in ways that you just learned more and more as you got to know him, and I think that applies in a different, unique way to David Blau. High praise. Maybe that's why... We connect with David Blau. Maybe that's why he has a, a newsletter that we, it's finished, it's published, and then it takes three or four days to get to you because that's the U.S. Postal Service. But, but there are a lot of people in Australia and Europe that's, that's, that's about later. 12 days, 13 days. It's expensive to mail. Uh, real quick, 8 o'clock delight, and then we're taking a break, and then we're getting to predictions. Alex Leatherwood, first-round pick of the Raiders last year. Cut, claimed by the Bears. Steve, real quick. Well, the Raiders love it because it took $6 million off of their salary cap. Yeah. And look, why not, though? Because if you get a guy who ends up playing, then you get him for $6 million. You know, on, on the rest of his rookie contract, this will not help the Bears generate more Ws, though. No. <laughs> Dolphins plays cornerback Byron Jones on the pup mm. list with an ankle. That's a high-paid player that is not on the field. Yeah, similar to the Bills, I think they are very thin at cornerback. That is their weakness. Uh, despite having Xavier Howard, they do not have many other quality corners. Another high first round pick Mark Sessler, OJ Howard in the past he was cut by the Bills so he couldn't stick with them. The rap, sh- rap sheet reports he's expected to sign with the Bengals. 25 catches over the past two seasons injured a bunch. Um, sort of a guy that I think career wise has fallen off a cliff after being a high potential sort of fantasy target. Not today. I think he got more guaranteed money than any player who got cut like this offseason. Three million dollars plus didn't make the team. Speaking of fantasy Damian Pierce, the runway is clear after the Texans cut Marlon Mack. You like what you see from Pierce, Steve? I do. I do. And much to your dismay, I like what I see from the Texans. Ooh. Ooh. 
Me? Okay. Am I am I against the Texans? A couple weeks ago you were. You were like sick of Texans corner. Like you were you tired of Greg us. and I, you know, They're joining arms on that. They got things going on down there. Let's keep rolling. Kellen Mond cut in Minnesota, claimed by the Browns. Mond, of course, was floated as a potential Kirk Cousins replacement just because the old coach hated Kirk Cousins. Yes or no? No. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Steelers acquire outside linebacker Malik Reed from Broncos. Guard Jesse Davis from Vikings and trades running back Ryan Robinson. That, that's such a Greg one. Running yeah, back Ryan like it Robinson. It shows what they're concerned about. They, sure. they, they are not happy with those positions. Brian Robinson is out of the hospital and he's expected to be on the Washington roster. Good news there. Texans claim wide receiver Tyler Johnson and waiver waivers from Bucks. Chargers officially add Sony Michelle to the backfield uh, after he was cut loose and sources say the Eagles are trading former first-round wide receiver Jalen Rager to the Vikings in exchange for a draft pick. Steve, anything from there that gives you it, well, well, the Sony Michelle pickup makes a lot of sense because, you know, the Chargers are looking for a bruiser, and he's great in pass protection. So you got to help keep your most valuable asset, Justin Herbert. If you look at right. the picks, the Eagles basically traded Jalen Rager for Chauncey yeah. Gardner-Johnson. Yeah. And Cowboys fans. How are we getting it done? Cowboys fans are hating this because they got more – for Rager than the Cowboys got for Amari Cooper, essentially. <laughs> Which is one of the worst Ooh. trades of the offseason. Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, no doubt about that. All right. And that's what's happening in the news. Let's take a break and get to predictions. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit BostonProper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. All right, here we are. Fun. It's fun to do predictions. In fact, if you want to check out predictions from people all over the NFL media landscape, go over to NFL.com. It's probably on the homepage. (laughs) 
I mean, I don't know. Most likely. It's just, I would think, based on our history working in the newsroom and NFL.com slash predictions. I just guessed That's it, good and it too, was there. But like, was back there. to my homepage uh, conversation, I, I think it's going to be up there for a good 24 hours. It's kind of evergreen content, perfect for this time of year, Steve. Perfect. You've worked it, you in know, many newsrooms. I, I have. I thought you were going to do it. I thought you were going to drop a bag of nails reference. <laughs> <laughs> no bag of nails reference here. So we're going to go through basically what the great uh, Gennaro Felice, mm. uh, who works uh, with Ali Benpari, the the features editor, he sends out the email to us. Hey, give us some predictions, all awards, division, your Super Bowl pick, and we're going to share our thoughts. Now, so interestingly, let's do that. Uh, Steve Weiss, not one of the people who um, responded to the oh, email. Really, Steve? This is I something was, you can do, I guess, when you're the I, conscience. No, no, no. no. I, was, I was told. Wow. I was told by a certain person at this table to keep it nimble. He's my favorite, by the way. Mm. Ooh. I'm just kidding. But Mark, I mean, because Mark, he told me to keep it nimble. Mark just is glowing right now. <laughs> I, I, the the genuine smile he's on like, his don't face was that. like, also, finally. I was, hey, I, I was like, I'll get it to you. He's like, no, no, no. I love you also. No, no. no I meant, I meant you did not send it to the editors. Uh, I, well, hold on. So I, I, did not, I, I spoke with Ali. It. I did not and receive Ali, it from Ali the Ali said either. to me, to Steve's defense, that they don't send this out to Oh, team and reporters. Typical reporters type. Okay. type oh. Don't want to show bias. Okay, yeah, I take it back. So again, it's really, just it's, you are the conscience. You've I'm got, really sorry. You, you've that's got terrible. That's He's terrible rationale by Gennaro because I have done this in, in prior years. So mm. Now Gennaro taking shots, but I don't think it was his decision. It came from above Felice, I think. Yeah, I like Gennaro because I sent mine in a day late and he still allowed it to be included in the article. I Missed the it. deadline like I, like I was asleep <laughs> at the wheel. All right, so why don't we start... <laughs> Mm, all right, let's start at the top because I think that will connect with some other things and we'll just kind of go down, right? So we'll go divisions, we'll do the awards. Well, let's start with, well, you want to do the awards first or the divisions awards, first? I think awards because divisions leads to Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah. I think the awards no? is good. Awards what? Last? First. First, yeah. Okay, let's do it. MVP, Steve. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Say what you want about his lack of receivers. He's Patrick Mahomes. He will be the MVP. Right, and I think the narrative, he wow. was my pick too. Um, he was also Mark Ross's pick. Uh, the tied for the third most popular pick uh, among our writers. Um, Ooh, I like. Are you going to keep giving these nugs sure, through the article? Sure. I like I, that. I like. Um, I like. I think people will actually give him extra credit if he's just Patrick Mahomes because Tyreek Hill's not there. Like I can just see that being. That's a, a great it, point. A lot of times, it's a narrative award, as, mm-hmm. as you like to point out, Mark. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. it won't be fifty and twelve interception uh, touchdowns, interceptions like that incredible two thousand eighteen season. But if it's like maybe closer to that first uh, Rogers MVP year of the back to backs, he's just won. right. Similar situation. And he heard Mark Devonta talking Adams. about that Justin Herbert was um, the Michael Jordan of the NFL, and I'm like, Patrick Mahomes is right there. Well, I will segue off of that to tell you that I pick- football is completely different than basketball. Well, that's true. <laughs> I picked Justin Herbert, and someone else at this table did too, along with a couple other people. I did take Justin Herbert as well. I like it. I like the stars are aligning for Herbert, who, you know, there's a definitely a segment of the football community that absolutely adores Herbert already. But maybe this year with that little extra bump and and the very, team being good, right? Very importantly, yeah. the team has to be better. They need to be either win the West or make the playoffs. And I think Herbert, with big numbers, becomes a massive star. And opposing NFL coaches are like. Justin Herbert is God. Like they're they just see something completely different in him. I'm getting killed for suggesting he's a Michael Jordan esque no, figure, I but mean, now that the coaches are who actually coach are calling him God. So 
Let's well, maybe you take get our some foot off the value. gas a little. Not, I'm not look- sham God, but God. Right. <laughs> I'm looking at uh, the Vegas odds. He's tied for fifth. Uh, in terms of most likely, Josh Allen is You're gonna the Vegas Nugs too. Greg, you are slight on fire favorite. Right now. Um, and he he got the most votes. Josh Allen with twelve. Herbert was second with six. Then Burrow. Someone not named David Carr voted for Derek Carr. That was uh, our editor Ali for Bakuri. MVP. Interesting. Lamar Wait, and, and Aaron Rodgers. That's got one gutsy. Vote. Yeah, the one making the editorial decisions, calling the shots, has Derek Carr as the league MVP. That's correct. Well, his okay. job let's is just, to help format the article. It's moving. formatted very and well. No if one you go voted for it, Tom Brady. Everybody's bored. That's <laughs> fair. Offensive player of the year. Now, we've talked about it this on no, the show many times, especially Greg. One. hates it. I, I always refuse. I abstain every year. Did you abstain it. again this oh, year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like best picture, best director. You just I give just, it to the other person that silly. did you know. What do you got, Steve? Joey Burrow. Great. Okay. Great. Joey pick. Burrow. That would have been a good MVP pick. How many MVP yep. picks he was, he was tied with Mahomes. He got two votes, including Burgo and Kurt Warner, two of the titans of uh, the NFL Ooh, media. Burgo and <laughs> Warner. Okay. I have in a – I'm looking at bounce back year. So funny I'm looking, to just see those names that. next to It's the only it. time Burgo and Kurt Warner will ever really be <laughs> in, in a shared and space. You know? and like totally uh, like Burrow checks in on these. He's like, oh, sweet. I got uh, Bergman. Who, who like Who's that Warner guy? Um, I'm going kind of off the board. Here off the Vegas reservation and and predicting a big bounce back year for Christian McCaffrey, mm. who gets offensive player I like of the year that. honors. I went Justin Jefferson. I, I think talk about that's, stars. You know, that's aligned. a great call. Yeah, that's a great call. Kind of fresh face. To yeah, some if I had for voted, these awards, you know, I wish I had gone cha- like chased. You should have just voted because yeah, yeah it, it would have been fine. It was stupid. <laughs> Plus, there's is there any uh, context within that article of why you didn't do it? Oh no, they don't. I try. I used to try to do that, and they just ignore it. They just. <laughs> Don't count my vote. I was just like, this is stupid. Uh, Justin Jefferson got the most uh, votes. That's a great call. Uh, How about defensive player of the year, Steve? I think this has got to be unanimous. Micah Parsons. Unanimous. I did that too. It's got to be Micah Parsons. I did too because I want to believe in greatness. I want to believe in like J.J. Watt's first few years when he won those back-to-back-to-back defense player of the years. Like I want to believe that Micah Parsons is – one of, if not the most special defensive player I've ever seen. So that's He's why different. I voted him. Because he is, so far he is. Why Why it's not unanimous is because there are other great players in the league, like my pick, Miles Garrett, who can have a monster season and win that award as well. He actually, uh, Parsons, amazingly, isn't the favorite in Vegas. He's plus 800. I mean, all of these are long odds. Garrett, is it Garrett? Garrett, Donald, and Watt are just slightly ahead of Parsons. Wow, mm. I thought Nick Bosa would be in that mix too. He, he's... Next step. He's I almost – I had penciled in, and then I I whimped out Max Crosby. I just thought someone oh, from the total saucy. wilderness might just end up doing that it. Could happen. We're basic, I guess. Uh, not basic, but the NFL.com writers had Parsons first, just not, okay. not in Vegas. Offensive rookie of the year. Oh, Steve. Mark Seltzer's going to love my pick. What? James Cook. Oh. People are going to say it's by committee in Buffalo by the end of the season. James Cook's going to be that guy. And plus, they're going to get so much exposure. You talk Wait, why about- is Mark going to love it? Yeah, I'm trying to piece Well, you together. guys are going to love it, too. But well. I mean, I'm a little off the grid. But, but, you talk <laughs> about, but you talked about exposure. Okay. The Bills are going to be on TV all the time. We're going to be talking about him. That's fair. This That's guy, sort of what's been missing for their is, offense is a running back. So can, what you're you know, saying you know, is you know. when you come up with a take that everyone's like, huh, that's a little 
left of center, that's something that Mark will appreciate. could identify with. It is okay. a, a to B, man. You okay. are yeah. connecting. Now, I didn't understand. I'm connecting the dots on this one. I have Kenny Pickett, who's probably not even going to be a week one starter, but I like his oh, setup. I, I thought and about I, it. I think he's going to get into that lineup. And yeah. I don't know if he'll thrive or not, but he'll be put in, put in position to succeed with a great coaching staff and a good team around him. Now, we're not allowed to um, – wager on this as NFL employees. No, that's but forbidden. If actually. I was allowed, that yeah. would have been my pick. And it was, I think, better than the one I had, which which was George Pickens. Because I think I think Pickett, you're getting a nice value, too, because he's not the starter. But in the end, I think he's the most and likely. QB. But I just love Pickens in general. And so I yeah. stuck with that and think he'll have Good a monster. I had Pickens, too. I think I I have a feeling that he's going to play a lot more than anyone who doubts that he won't be starting material and he's going to blow up an offensive rookie of the year from the wide receiver position. If you're making splash plays all year long and a picket, if the quarterback play is good enough, Something about George Pickens looks like he's been in the league for five years. I think people are just going to be, who have not been watching the preseason, are going to see it right away, and he's going to get votes. So, and, uh, and that team develops wide receivers yes, like it's nobody's over business. Over and over. Yep. None of us picked Olave, who was actually I the, about the most likely yeah. um, guy to win, according to uh, the NFL.com analyst Christian Watson. Got one vote from Steve Mariucci. Just thought that I'd put point that. That's such a Packers pick. Green Bay ties. Uh, <laughs> how about Mark, defensive rookie of the year? All right. Maybe I've been pulled in by hard knocks, but I think that everything I see about Aiden Hutchinson and it's on field, off field, who he is, like that, I think they got a winner that's right away. That's got to be the Vegas pick, right? That Hutchinson. that is the not only the most likely um, person in Vegas and got the overwhelming amount of votes on NFL.com, but is more likely to win this award than anyone is to win any award uh, in Vegas. A uh, big favorite. And Not yet, exactly. And yet I didn't take him. Type I didn't take him. Who'd you take? I took Trayvon Walker, who got the second hmm. most amount of votes, and also is, is three or fourth. Yeah, uh, he just Logical. flashed. Flashed. He just looked like okay. This dude's athleticism is going to carry over. I'm excited. Ali Bonpuri went Derek Stingley Jr. By the way, number the three only, overall. The only pick. individual who. And I have the, the number player. four overall pick, Sauce Gardner. Sure, I'm a homer, but everything I hear about uh, Sauce Gardner in camp has been great. And uh, I'm not putting him in that Revis conversation, but it's kind of that vibe you get the first hmm. summer. It's like, oh, this guy is going to be an instant starter, difference maker. I think they nailed that pick. I've seen him play in person. Aiden Hutchinson is the real deal. I mean, he is effort. He is speed. He's athleticism. And it just – he's got it. So I, I go Aiden Hudson, but I love I love all these picks. I think all these guys. Yeah, they, they, he was the third most popular, and uh, Adam Rank picked Jaquan Brisker from the the Bears, despite it. Man, you know, he is a recent. Really into the Bears. <laughs> I know he loves the Bears. I mean, he he, did have a, he, also he makes had my a, Jets fandom look like. He also had a surgery recently. Of the road. Like he might be ready for. Who, Rank. Rank's just doing what he wants to do there, so it's you know it's your power. <laughs> just thought I'd throw that oh, one out there. Uh, how about comeback player of the year, mm. Mark? All right, you like him in a different category, but I went Christian McCaffrey. I think it's just set up because, you know, they've been so different without him. If he comes back and dominates the way that we think, there aren't as many candidates for comeback player of the year that are super obvious this time around, unless someone like Saquon Barkley went off the rails. McCaffrey is nebulous. It's nebulous. It is. Uh, What is comeback player of the year? So you can make it anything. It could be Trevor Lawrence. You know what I mean? It could be anybody. I, I of course, went with McCaffrey because that would make no sense if I I had him as offensive player of the year but not comeback player (laughs) of the year. That's true. It's nebulous. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Except they spread those around. That's what I don't like about the whole process. I really like my pick, which is Saquon Barkley. He's come... uh, Oh, now you're in on Barkley. Well, just for this award. Well, you I'm getting out, out on I'm, Barkley. I'm totally getting um, suckered in by a very small sample size. But a couple of those 
practice clips they sent out and a couple of the preseason. A little more juice in the legs. Just feels like, and he's talking like a lot of trash. And that's not really been his thing. He's just like people, you know, he's talking a lot of trash, and I like that confidence. Yeah, you know, I, I just can't You're rock with any it. Giants because they sent out the picture of their team captain today, and there was like 45. <laughs> so I can't go with anything Giants. I'm going Jameis Winston. He got the most votes. I think, I think Jameis Winston would be the comeback, but I, I'm also with you, Dan. If I could ride the, the Ryan Tannehill contrails, it would be Trevor Lawrence. You know, just a guy who came back from mm. a completely you know right. shipwreck of a season because seeing the guy twice, talk to some people, and they're like, Guy's going to have the biggest jump year one, year two, than any other second-year player. See, Winston can't mm. get it because I don't know if he knew, but the Andy Daltenaissance is going to happen down in New Orleans. Oh, that's gonna... right. God. So <laughs> he's going to be the one to get Chris Olave over the top. He'll get comeback player of the year. <laughs> okay. Wouldn't that be yeah, good? That... Um, how about – yes, Justin. <laughs> no one mentioned Derrick Henry. All right. Uh, he was third. Yeah, he's, 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 almost, he's almost too obvious. Yeah, <laughs> he was third in the obvious. votes, and you're right. He's in the top uh, three, I, I think, in Vegas as well. I also have a yeah. question about, I mean, you're talking about how nebulous it is. Lamar Jackson missed the final five games of the season. Can he count that, in That this? feels like you're really pushing it at that point. If he missed December, it's just like. But yes, I think. Can in we this, give it its I, dignity, dignity of this reward? J.K. Dobbins might get more of a run because of the time he missed. I just don't trust them to be not more to of a serious injury. But yes, as as we've pointed out, unfortunately, for this like sixty five times on this show, once Philip Rivers won it, correct, um, just from a season where he was like the seventeenth best quarterback <laughs> in the league, and then he was like the third best quarterback in the league, and he won the award. Oh shucks, thanks for this award. <laughs> um, Coach of the year, Steve Weish, Frank Reich. Oh, Ooh, I really oh, like that. With like the Colts. That. Yeah, I think they're going to take a little remade little remade offense with the quarterback. And uh, I think the Colts. That's a good call. And this is, I'm mad you know, I should have picked that. Yeah, Frank Reich. Uh, I had, this is why, because there's a narrative in place that I hate the Texans. I was going to go Lovey Smith because I thought they have a chance to build significantly off, not become like a playoff team, but. To rebound. Rebound, yes. Uh, but ultimately, I, I went with logic, and I said, if I'm predicting Justin Herbert as MVP, that means the Chargers are going to have like 11 wins, I would think. So Brandon Staley makes Ooh. sense logically as someone who would get the trophy. We're linked on this exercise over and over, and for, through the same logic, because I have Herbert as MVP and I think a lot of the Chargers this season – and I think Brandon Staley is also fascinating to listen to to a lot of media people. He, there's a, he's a little bit different. And if he takes the curse and, of the Chargers and like shoots that into the sun, he's a different type of coach than they've had in a long time. And so I went Brandon Staley. Oh, if that if you use that logic, he's going to Canton. <laughs> <Right. laughs> Put him in the hall, make it bust. Yeah, he got a second most amount of votes uh, behind Sean McDermott. Right. Okay. That's um, a weird one. Yeah, because that's a high bar that he's going to have to reach. That is not something reflected in the Vegas. Like McDermott's not even in the top 15 most likely, uh, which I think is more accurate. The Vegas odds had Staley tied for first with Dable. It was all first and second year coaches for the top eight or nine because that's usually Brian who wins Dable these awards. And the Giants? I guess the I, 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 that seems odd to me. Either way, it's an award where everyone's a pretty extreme long shot. You know, because it's just impossible to predict. That because well, so many people are hot on the idea of the Bills finally winning a Super Bowl, 
people that are involved with this exercise don't realize that the playoffs don't factor into the coach of the year voting. They would have right. to go like 15 and two, I think, for this to happen. For him. Shots, shots fired at um, the Bills. Right. You know, Steve anybody Mariucci there. Mooch. <laughs> I don't know. No, eight people Mooch. voted for for McDermott. I voted for Sirianni, by the way, which you know might be who giving... voted on Mooch's behalf in this building. I'm just. Curious. Oh, that's that's <laughs> not right. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's move on. Go, we, it's ghost, a regular ghost, season award. I, I love the Eagles in the regular season with their schedule. So I'm taking Sirianni. Uh, let's stop right here. Let's take a break before we get to our division picks and Super Bowl. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top not of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind. So you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. All right, let's get to the playoff picks now. All right, let's start with the division winners. Uh, let's just go straight across. Um, I have Bills in the east, Ravens in the north, Colts in the south, Chargers mm. in the west. How about you, Steve? So I'm going Bills in the east, Bengals in the north, Colts in the south, Chiefs in the west. Mm. A lot of agreement here. Uh, I'm with Steve on the Bengals in the north. I think everyone's going to have the Bills. I also have the Colts. And I, I do have the Chiefs standing tall, even though I see them in the Chargers as maybe the two best teams in the AFC, along with along with the Bills. I, guess. I have the Bills in the east, the Bengals in the north, the Titans in the south. Where's the respect? And the Chargers in the west. So it's a lot. It's a lot of chalk. A little disagreement on Ravens, Bengals. As the season, it's like the off season went along. I feel like people got lower on the Ravens for some reason, which was I, I'd feel bad about. All right. The so Bengals. there are now, as of last year, three wild cards. This is where it's going to get good. And um, I may or may not have forgotten about the Bengals when I was doing this, putting in my intense <laughs> research. But that actually works out for me because it makes it seem like I see something that the others don't see. You have see a vision, yet. right? Um, I have uh, the Chiefs is the first wild card. The Broncos is the second. Mm. 
and the team that everyone thinks has no chance of figuring it out this year, the Patriots t- claiming the Whoa. third wild card. So does anyone else have Broncos or Patriots? I have Broncos. Okay. I also have, I have the Chiefs number one, the Ravens number two, and the Broncos number three just sliding in. I, I, I think it's just so hard for all four of those teams to do well, and I feel like the Broncos are the most likely to, to face plant. My surprise team was I snuck the Dolphins in there as my third. Same. Wild card. Dig it. I Same. think the schedule, I think the defense is yep. actually pretty good, and there's enough offensive talent. They can scheme it all up, but the, the rest of my picks were chalk, Chargers, and, and Ravens. Would you have Same here. Record. Chargers, Ravens, Dolphins. Did anyone Why else? Why should I wow. have the exact so, same picks all, all through? All three of you except Mark have the Titans going first seed to out of the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have well, a favorite on the show? A lot. They we, lost a lot this year, are you, man. are you still saying that the Titans are like a real first seed team last year? Uh, last year? Yeah. What makes them not a real first seed well, team last you know. year? I mean, they, yeah, did, no, I mean, they, they, they were technically it. the first seed. They they beat Mahomes and Allen and Stafford in the regular season. Yep. Beat the Bills? I mean, they How lost a lot. How did that playoff game go? They, they look terrible in the playoffs, <laughs> but they are still going to make the playoffs this year. Do you have them in the playoffs this year? Oh, of yeah. Of course. <laughs> They, they wouldn't let him uh, do his podcast. Am I literally the only one that has and the entire company that has the Patriots making the playoffs? We don't have the rest of the company's picks, unfortunately, on the playoffs. They're dropping that on Thursday, oh, and then the bummer. Super Bowl picks I would imagine Friday. Willie McGinnis might so, be the Patriots. So I don't know. We just know our room. Or but you're Willie's right. pick representative. Right, if he pers- yeah. participated in I hate thing. that Like, there's so many good teams in the AFC. It was It's almost hard to it's not tough. go chalk, uh, except for maybe that last spot. How about over in— How about this one? No, none of us had the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, well, it's tough. That, that was a tough call. That was yeah. a real tough call. I think they have call. a chance. They remind me. Yeah. They're a little like the Broncos where I think their upside's high. And Saints where their upside's higher than people think. It yeah, wouldn't I shock agree. me if they won 11 or 12, but yep. I also didn't put them in the play. All right, how about in the NFC? I have the Eagles in the East, the Packers in the North, the Bucks in the South, Rams in the West. So chalky. I have Eagles in the East, Packers in the North, Rams in the West, and Saints in the South. Okay. We're the same. I, I I have the same. I got Eagles East, Packers North, Saints South, Rams West. See, this is like you would almost change your picks if you knew what the rest of the show is doing because I have the same as, as you guys, and we're all trying to be cute. It's like, well, let's not go four chalk picks. Let's you, go Saints over Bucks. I, I believe Saints, though. I'm not You have yeah. Saints to over Bucks, though? I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. I think the Saints are really good. There's I, I was getting heat on – Twitter for some reason for, for dogging this Saints trade and there was a lot of Saints fans and media that's like the national media is so against the Saints. I was like, I don't think so, man. I think they're going to be the consensus wild card team. And on this show, three of us have them in winning the division. Yeah. They're loaded on defense. I have the Saints in the playoffs. I have the 49ers as the number one wild card. The Saints is the number two. And I got crazy. You know, I got a soft spot for some reason for these guys. The Vikings is the third oh wild card like team. How about you, Steve? I, I, look, I, I've got Bucks, 49ers, and Vikings. The Vikings, oh, the yeah, Vikings are going to be better. Up. I mean, I don't see why Norse Nation. The Vikings are going to be out of this. The well, I think Vikings they'll t- are going to be pretty good. They'll be man. in it. I mean, I don't have a problem with them being a wild card team. I love it. Yeah. I did, I but did do too. you have them as one? No, I picked um, my number one wild card is Niners. I think this is all going to work out for them. And then yeah. they're going to be spicy in the playoffs as they are. I don't really care where they're slotted. Look out for them. I don't care if they play Green Bay and <laughs> it's it one easy, degree. Um, it the Bucks will be the second wild card, but I think there's weird – I feel just weird energy around the Bucks. I don't know yeah, what's going to happen with yeah, that team. You seem yeah. to have a lot of theories about. Um, well, the I'm en- not alone. The energy. Uh, I, this, this, I don't. I'm struggling to buy this, <laughs> even though I uh, submitted it. I'm going Cardinals as the third wild card team. 
You don't believe that. I kind of do because I think everyone's just like so, so counting them out that maybe they're just <laughs> like, we actually are talented. We have a talented quarterback who's a pretty good play caller, maybe better than the head coach. I'm, cha- I'm changing mine because I had the Vikings as my third. I just, I had not so who are you going to put in? Like, now I'm putting the Cowboys it. in. Why no, does it scare you God. to How are the Cowboys be not different? being represented? Why do you get so Why upset? are you so antsy? Yeah. I just want it like statistically to sort of uh, represent all the different possibilities. It doesn't have to. It's just like what you feel. No, I'm glad yeah. you did that because I was going to ask why none of you had the Cowboys. Nobody, I just you know, don't I like just... the Cowboys this year. They I don't look, like the vibes. I don't, I, their, their defense is going to be outstanding. Their defense is going to be really good. Their secondary is really good, right? Their linebackers are good. Their defensive front has a potential to be pretty good. Their offensive line, I mean, that Tyron Smith injury is real. They can sit there and talk about all the all the gum they're going to patch the the yacht, you know, the torpedo-sized hole in the yacht with. That's a huge loss. Fair. Wide receivers. Who are you doubling? Still have Dak Prescott. So Dak Prescott plus a defense. But you're right. I picked the Vikings. They yeah. just got worse. I thought it was going to be cute. They just got worse. They had a bad offseason. Ga- How's Gallup going to be on he's the field? He's not on That's POP. very important. Yeah, um, I think he's such an important part of what they're going to do. Jerry Jones happens. said he could play this week if it were the Super Bowl, but would not be playing because it's week play one. Smart. So, okay. Play it smart. All right. Super Bowl pick time. Steve Weiss. Rams and Chiefs. I, you know, and here's the here's the thing. I very much who's winning. I contemplated putting the Colts in out of the AFC. I, I, my, one of my favorite offseason moves that's not talked about enough is Yannick Ngakwe going to the Colts. This dude, man, look at his stats: his forced fumbles, his sacks, just his his disruption in a division like that, in a conference like that. I think their defense is going to be pretty darn good, but I'm going to go with the Chiefs right here because. I look at the talent on their defense and see Spagnuolo's history of those guys getting better through the season. Rams versus Chiefs with the Rams repeating. Back-to-back. Wow. How about that? Has not happened. Actually, yeah, when, they they Odell, when they signed Odell in December and they go four wide with Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, Odell, and Van Jefferson. I suspect that I won't like be that a popular spot. pick. Actually, the people kind of won't, that won't be many. Uh, there won't be many NFL.com writers that pick the Rams. They're fifth or sixth, actually, most likely in Vegas. It's so hard. It's, it's hard to repeat. That's real. Um, any little birdies talking to Steve Weish uh, about the elbow of the quarterback in Los Angeles? I haven't heard anything that's concerning right now. But I mean, you have to think about it. Seventeen games. People talk about being a baseball injury. That's never comforting to someone who who's got to throw it. I mean, very saying he's never seen it. With any quarterback ever in his yeah, coaching I mean, career. So we'll see. Maybe Cam Akers gets 300 runs. Um, all right. For the rest of us that were on the article, Steve was above us. In that no, I was, I was left Journalistically. out. Journalistically. I was left out. I, <laughs> Actually, I, it's not too late. You know, I think took they haven't spot. posted I was, I was kind of like, who, I was like, Dan, Dan and the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just forgotten about. I'm a little annoyed about that. But again, it, it does like, to Greg's point, you know, it gets another team in the mix. Um, let's read our blurbs oh, that we I like submitted. That. I like that. Uh, oh, I with our Super Bowl pick. I need to fix it. I'm yeah. looking well, at it right no, now. No, you can't Greg fix has, things, Greg, Greg has some no, no, no. deep-seated issues with this exercise. <laughs> Not the pick. I'm just looking at the sentence, and I was like, I could have done more with that. Yeah, but it had your name, on, and it went on the website. Like, it's you got to think yet. of it's it that way. not up yet. You know, I can still edit it. All right, well, you got to go with what you sent in, okay? Please. <laughs> I'm stupid. Um, all right, let's – actually, let's get some dramatic music. Let's add the gravitas here. A Weishian gravitas. <laughs> Zeuser. Bills over Bucks. For decades, Tom Brady lorded over the AFC East with an iron fist. Now it's Josh Allen's turn to rule. Not just his division, but the whole of the football world. 
That was good. That was good. <laughs> that was nice. Wow. I mean, I, like I, I am just seeing like Marv Levy hovering over <laughs> that entire segment. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's save Greg for last. Yeah, let's save Greg. Mark. All right. <laughs> this is good music, by the way. I've got the Chargers over the Eagles. Ooh. In full bloom, Justin Herbert emerges as the league's prized treasure under center. His MVP campaign serves as a rousing jaunt through pro football's wilderness. Capped in the Arizona desert with a 14-play game-winning overtime drive, its final note, Herbert scampering to pay dirt to off the favored Eagles. Love it. It's got a lot of Sessler check marks, like wilderness in it. I love it. That sounds like there were four fourth-down conversions on that 14-play drive, oh, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Ending that argument. And now, I actually I actually have – hit the music I have, Greg's. <laughs> Eagles win. They're the best. I love them. That's compelling. Basically, yeah. <laughs> let's hear it. Eagles over Chiefs. Eagles fans won't be able to complain anymore after their second surprise Super Bowl <laughs> in five years. Well, okay, it's short and to the point, but also I know what you're saying because Eagles fans like Gonzo and Connie Fox did a lot of complaining the last few years, not forgetting they had one of the more dramatic Super Bowl runs to beat Belichick and Brady in dramatic circumstances. They acted like they were still like a sad Jets or Browns or whatever fan the last couple of years. So now you're going to get more glory. Potentially. I, I think the way that Greg did that, it doesn't need to be a long flowery composition. It's like it's I'm to going point. to issue one sentence that's going to be truth and it's going to hurt for some people to read. But in here, in some way, just doing some self-reflection here, it's yeah. it's almost symbolic of um, some of my interpersonal problems in a moment where <laughs> which are various. Oh yeah. In a moment where I'm actually yes. making all those Eagles fans happy. Yes. I picked your it's team to call. surprisingly win the Super Bowl. I spend that one <laughs> sentence instead taking a shot at all of them that they're a bunch so, of complainers. That's such a good call. That's a level of self-awareness that I really appreciate, Greg. You it's did. Greg you, experience. You, you negged them within the celebration of them winning another Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait to see, though, the paintings of Super Bowl championship winning quarterbacks for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts and Nick Foles. I mean, I did it because uh, we don't know what's going to happen, so I picked one that I would like to see personally. You I'm got just Sean being, Kelly behind I'm, the glass pump. I'm just up. being real. Eagles, I was gonna it put could ben- happen, man. The Eagles are loaded. And I was going to put Bengals. Chargers are another team. I would love to see, in terms of realistic teams, those are teams I would love to see win the Super Bowl. So I was very close to putting one of them. But I'm just no. on the Chargers like I am, like, like on the Knicks, like Show I just love the Knicks, love Knicks. Oh, they're so good, and they would just crush me. <laughs> You've been hurt. I mean, the Chargers. I mean, it's just like twenty-five years of like you know. Exactly. Now you know I'm a Missouri guy. You got to show me finally. So if it happens, I'm in. Because even those some of those great Chargers loaded. teams with Rivers, yeah. then they even if they did put together the regular season where they weren't snake bit, they trip on you know their you know what like in the playoffs. It's time. I also have done this like eight or nine years. I don't think I've ever gotten one Super Bowl team from either conference correct. So picking Chargers over it's Eagles hard. is bad news for. But for that's both also teams. why our league is fun and why I think this podcast in part is so mm. successful. It is like incredible that the Bengals came one drive away from winning the Super Bowl mm. last year when nobody, I guarantee you, nobody had the Bengals in any of their predictions last August. Not even to make the playoffs. I remember going back and checking on no. our on our website. No one we had him well, as a one. Well, this summer was was a oh, you know, Joe Burrow's not healthy, Jamar Chase is dropping everything thrown his way. Suddenly it's like week 1, it's like all those problems just I would Who's, love who's that team them. this year though? Who's that team that emerges from like 
the swamplands. Yeah, well, I would I would say the Cowboys are the kind of thing where everyone's so down no. on them. Maybe, though, the people they, are they down on the Bucks right I think the, the no. Saints are one team. The, people the, a lot of us the have Saints. them winning the division. Yeah, but, I mean, come on, like the Bengals. Right? Okay. So you're saying organizationally – some team Someone that's deep, deep I in mean, the is it, is it like is it like Raiders? Was, is it like Washington? Yeah. Oh, the Raiders were a playoff team it's last clear, year. It's clearly uh, the New York Jets. The oh, Vikings. So can we just move on and like <laughs> all agree on that? Someone always goes worst to first. <laughs> what about your Atlanta Falcons, Steve? You just oh um, no, their schedules too. collected their a schedule, massive their paycheck schedule. doing their preseason oh, yeah. work. Yeah, no, their schedule's <laughs> too brutal. I, I tell you, a, a sleeper team. They're not going to go to the Super Bowl, but Jacksonville is going to be better than what people think. They got players, and I, and I think. You know Doug Peterson and some of the guys on that staff. Good coach of the year pick as well. Yeah, and they and that quarterback man, mm. talking to people, they're like, he's different. And now he's got some people who are teaching him how to play the position. I don't know if he's got enough offensive talent around him, but they've got some players on defense. And Jacksonville could be a team that could rattle a few. For series. truly yeah. ignored teams, the Panthers were the one. Now I kind of wish I threw them in there. That I thought can't. It's could over. Have like a, a nine or ten win season of a truly ignored. I don't know about the Super Bowl, but I think it's possible with their Yeah, they personnel. got players. They There's a players. great uh, long-form piece on Justin Tucker in the New York Times Magazine. Um, check it out if you are of interest in Tucker, the greatest kicker of all time. And it does make me think of Trevor Lawrence. Tucker was just a guy until he went to Baltimore, had a real kicking coach that they had at that organization that took him to the next level and made him great. Like Trevor Lawrence had no structure and support when he entered the NFL last year. And now he does, and he has a better roster around I think him. Things went great last year for the Jaguars. I'm not like, if you look at it from the on the you whole. Know what, you know, also went great, reaching out to the listeners and saying, "Let's get a Steve Weish theme song." You want to hear a few more before we say goodbye? <laughs> yes. Do you want to hear a few more, Steve? I know we'll, you do. We'll, we'll, we'll take we'll take one. How many? More. Th- how many you theme songs? Like a woozy banger. Oh, that's right. I mean, are you going to play these at home for the family? I mean, that reggae, that reggae thing. Cool. Got it. A that, cool. As a kid, say that reggae hit was slapping songs. right there. <laughs> no, the uh, th- there are some songs I can't. How many songs have been written about you and performed in your life, Steve? Ah, uh, that would be none. So listen, now we have 20. a bunch. How about this one? <laughs> Twenty. Um, this is Ricky Williamson, who calls himself the fine art rascal. Not the greatest vocal performance, but I love the effort. Okay. Yeah, a little critical there by Gravedigger. <laughs> I mean, the smoke of music. We love you, Steve Weish. We love you, Steve Weish. <laughs> we love you, Steve Weish. We do. We love you, Steve Weish. All right. Not bad. We need to combine. That sounds like a little Ted Ted Lasso outro. Right. We need to combine that beat with the woman who sang on the second yeah. track. We gotta get that woman. I mean, I think that's the. By the way, I'm sorry about that first guy, but that second song is. That might be it. That was a well. Banger. Let's let's this not one's make my any favorite statements that I'm a, yet. Okay. All right, we have a new favorite, at least to Gravedigger. This is from Jake the Myth Smith. That rhymes. Steve Weish reporting daily on the. Live on your TV looking good as hell. Steve Weiss. The man's got sources Ooh. he'll never tell. Mm. He informs and entertains us. He's got a podcast on hiatus. <laughs> and he's on the Falcons payroll story making more than answers. Now he's Definitely. here to join the heroes for today. Steve Weiss. 
Oh, that's good. Oh, the lyrics. That's good. We yes, have been sitting on these for a long time. That's oh, good. Oh, man. I know. I could not believe that it. That was strong. Wow. I just hope these listeners didn't become disillusioned with us. They never played my song. They never responded. It's been a year and a half. How if they listen today, they're, what a pleasant surprise it's going to be. How did we pick a winner? Uh, we're, we haven't picked a winner this yet. This is it. Oh, I thought you suggested the first one was the winner. Rory's. No, okay. no, no. All right, let's listen to one more. I was going to go out on this one. Oh, let's go out on this one. Let's say goodbye, Steve. You've said it all. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> this so is much. one of the best Weish appearances. Oh, man, of this all is time. strong. Uh, and to the listeners out there, um, oh, we didn't say. I know we told you that uh, around the NFC in 48 minutes would be this show. I think by now you've probably figured out that that's not the case. <laughs> we'll be doing that tomorrow with Patrick Claybon, our Thursday show. So make sure you check that out. And then next week is the start of the regular season, and we got a bunch of exciting stuff to announce for that. But we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, until Thursday, remember to heed the call and just respect Steve Weish because the man has a whole album of tributes now. And a podcast on hiatus. <laughs> Hit it. Here's Evan Hornsby to play us out. He's the one with that white hair, man. <laughs> I think it's like... Listen to long, Holmes. people dri- driving around Europe listening to that. I love it. Man, our listeners came with it. Yeah, that was strong. Was well done. They were like legit high that, uh, is my podcast. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit BostonProper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.